Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. Joining me in the studio covering for the still staycationing JP Ong is Rachel Kelly to lay the table for us to tell us what's going on with all the indices across the region and um, what's up and what's down. What's happening here in Singapore? Well, let's take a quick look at where the STI is at the moment and it's currently 0.1% lower at 2,577. We've got about 1.1 billion shares changing hands worth about 748 million decliners are in the lead today Clarissa this Monday session uh, 238 to 170 and just taking a quick look at where we are in terms of those moving we've got our uh, in terms of top volume Thai Bev is right up there they're up 4.96 percent and I'll tell you why. That's because they posted resilient revenue and earnings before interest and tax. Well, EBITDA, despite uh, what's happening with COVID-19, now, RHB has upgraded the stock to buy from neutral as the share price has corrected to an attractive valuation of 15 times for its FY21 forecast. But with the STI currently sitting down about 0.1%, I think what we're seeing happening at the moment is um, is our Nodex numbers out this morning weighing on the weighing on uh, the index. We've also got some some news coming out later today from DPM Heng Sui Kiet for further support for uh, companies and businesses as a result of COVID-19. So we'll see and track how that influences the market in the day ahead as well. Um, you'll remember this is going to be our, depending on what he announces, we've already had four budgets, about $100 billion has been spent and half of that came from past reserves. So he's really going to be sharing with us how the government is going to evolve and extend its support for Singapore companies and workers in his ministerial statement later today. Uh, some of the other movers that we've got that we're going to be tracking for the rest of the day, um, I was just taking a quick look at Comfort Delgro. They're currently up about 3.5% and that's after they announced weak ridership during the pandemic dragged uh, it into the red for the half year ended at June 30th. Also taking a look at Halcyon AgriCorp, they're currently 4.6%, and that's after their net loss widened to 40.4 million for the half year. Uh, sales volume also set, also fell by 13.4%. Uh, who else are we taking a look at today? We've got Cromwell European Real Estate Investment Trust. They're actually 4.5% higher, and that's because they posted on Friday night after markets. They said that distribution per unit uh, they posted at 1.7 euro cents for the half year June and that's down from 14 point, down 14.7% from a year ago. And you have an update for us on uh, the glove manufacturers listed here in Singapore. I sure do. You know, I enjoyed our conversations about the glove manufacturers last week, Clarissa, and we did see a lot of volatility with what was happening with them. We saw Riverstone slump about 13% last week, and that was its worst week since March. But in an article out in BT today, Wong Tik Son, and he's the co-founder of Riverstone Holdings. Uh, he co-founded it in 1980 after working as a research chemist. Who knew? You know, 
30 or 40 years later, looking into the future, he would become the fifth billionaire in the country from manufacturing gloves. I wish I had that kind of crystal ball. Now, he's now worth 1.2 billion US dollars. Uh, shares of his companies rallied almost sixfold from a low in March, and that was thanks to growing demand for protective products during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, uh, the reporters did reach out to Riverstone for a comment on his net worth, but they declined to give a comment. Uh, we did see them take a battering last week and taking a look at where they are now. Uh, Riverstone's just over 7% lower. Our other SG-listed glove manufacturers, UG Healthcare, 10% lower. Top, glo- top Glove, about 6% lower. We've seen conflicting views from analysts here in terms of where these glove bri- glove uh, listed glove companies are going to be going in terms of pricing. Um, and we've seen City last week say that, you know, there is further upside for some of these listed companies. But an RHB analyst said that even though a vaccine may not result in lower demand for gloves, investors may still sell their shares in anticipation that it will reduce the number of cases. It's interesting that some of the top decliners are Top Glove, UG Healthcare and Riverstone. It is, it is. And that's and that's just on the back of that news. I think a lot of people are looking at what's going to be happening with the vaccine. Um, you know, are we going to see uh, further decline in demand? But you know what? Clarissa, we've spoken about the new normal and I think gloves are going to be here to stay for a while. So I think it's one worth watching. Um, Something else that we've been watching today and that's Singtel. Now Singtel reported that its Q1 earnings fell 24.2% and that's a result of intense competition and travel restrictions. Nobody's going overseas so nobody's getting charged overseas rates to use their phone. Roaming, uh, prepaid mobile revenues have all declined. They've been severely impacted by what's been happening with COVID-19 and Singtel shares currently about uh, 1.3% lower as well today. It's interesting because as, as many years as I've lived in my house, I have never ever been visited by Singtel, but they came over the weekend to try to convince me to uh, switch to Singtel as my uh, internet service. So just ahead of the results coming out today, yeah. is that what you're saying, Clarissa? <laughs> Maybe they realize they need to, you know, get out there a little bit more and get some more of that domestic business. Well, there you go. And you know what? Uh, speaking of domestic or non-oil domestic, let's talk about Nodex numbers because Singapore Nodex numbers were out this morning and they continue to grow though at a slower pace in July and that was driven mainly by non-electronics goods such as non-monetary gold one of my favorite topics gold prices we can we can have a chat about that in a minute uh, Nodex rose 6% year on year last month after a revised 13.9% so it expanded in June and a 4.6% drop in May but you know what Clarissa things are still looking up according to an economist at Maybank. They said that they reiterate their positive outlook on exports as Singapore rides on resilient demand for electronics, which is about 22% of Nodex and Pharma. Okay, go on. Talk about gold. Oh, I'm gonna. (laughs) Okay, so let's take a look at where gold prices are at the moment. So they're currently still hovering around that $1,950 mark. And we had some news out from Fitch this morning, and they've actually revised their 2020 average gold price forecast upwards to $1,000 850 compared with 1680 so they're looking at continued highs we're we're looking at gold continuing to track in an upward direction and what's been interesting as well is that we saw some news from Warren Buffett didn't we so um, in terms of his portfolio uh, Buffett's never really been a fan of gold but we saw a bit of a shift in terms of what he was he's moved away from banks he's moved away from airlines 
but he's put some uh, Berkshire Hathaway has invested in Barrick Gold and that's a Canadian based mining company so um, their share price has surged something like 30% so far this year so not investing in physical gold but another way you can invest in gold we spoke a little bit about ETFs last week another way you can invest in gold is gold miners as well physical gold and um, yeah, a few a few different ways there as well so it's quite interesting that he's moving into that precious metal there too I guess everybody needs a safe haven if then if you are a billionaire that's true, especially with what's happening in the markets and some of the numbers coming out. We've got not just Nodex out from Singapore today, but we also had some GDP numbers out of Thailand and out of Japan. Um, I was just taking a look at where high equity markets are and the benchmark SET is currently down. If we're looking at a one-year return for the Thai equity market, it's currently down around 16%. Uh, taking a look at those Thai GDP numbers, the economy contracted at its sharpest pace in 22 years in the second quarter. But this is actually less than expected. Um, You know, it's Southeast Asia's second largest economy. It's down 12.2% in the April to June from a year earlier. So uh, that's that's out of Thailand. We also had some GDP numbers out of Japan and they came in at worse than expected at minus 7.8%. I'm sure you'll be talking about that more on your show on Primetime. This has been Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Don't forget today, our Deputy Prime Minister, Heng Suiket, he'll be addressing Parliament and the nation will be listening, talking about a new series of stimulus packages, I assume. So there will be a lot of interest in what he has to say. Money FM 89.3 will carry that speech live from 3.30. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.